right, glad you're with us. Buckle up. We got a lot of breaking news today. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the uh, program. We will be checking in with General Michael Flynn today. That's coming up. And his attorney, his amazing attorney, Sidney Powell. What has happened to this man, what we have now, we've been reporting on this. We started our deep dive investigation with an incredible ensemble cast. Too many names to mention, but too few in terms of the overall corrupt, lying, conspiracy, theory, pushing, hoax, pushing media mob. Too few of us. Too few in Congress. You know, the the 10 or 15 that really did all the work. What has happened, everything we've reported, everything we've told you, is absolutely, positively been proven to be true. And there's more coming, which is the, the good part. And we now know John Dorham is well on his way to getting to the bottom of all of this. And if we don't hold the people that abuse power responsible, those that have been corrupt at the highest levels, not the 99% of FBI agents, not the 99% of people in the intelligence industry that protect and, and, and do the hard and dangerous work for us, I've always made that distinction. I always will. But those that abuse this power, must be held accountable or you can literally you know kiss it goodbye meaning the great republic of the united states of america you know it is on the one hand it is sad this man has lost four years of his life he's gone bankrupt his home had to be sold they threatened his son when they knew it was all a lie and the fact that they are willing to do this to a 33 year veteran and war hero, if they'll do it to him, they'll do it to anybody. That's why in 132 days, this vote of yours matters. This election matters. I don't think I'm wrong in saying we're either going to live free or die and that America and the world are absolutely on the brink. It's live free or America dies. If America dies, the world dies with it. I am saddened. I am sad for this family. I am worried for this country. I am particularly angry at the the people involved in all of this. And we now know that all of it goes right into the Oval Office of Barack Hussein Obama and Vice President Joe Biden, which we'll get into. Now more than ever, as I've been saying for a long time, what did you know, Barack, and when did you know it? Because now we know you knew. Now what Strzok and Page were texting about, the White House wants to know every step of the way. Now we know what it's about. Now we know Joe Biden lied when he said, I don't know anything about this. I have no idea. We know he's a liar. We know Barack Obama knew. Now we know why 15 days later after the, the, the January 5th, 2017 meeting in the Oval Office with, let's see, Comey and, and Yates and Rice and Biden you know, and Obama. Now we know why Susan Rice, note to self. 
Obama said do everything by the book, everything. Why would you say that 15 days later on Donald Trump's inauguration day? I told you it was the biggest CYA in history. You know, it's amazing. You know, you, you, you read this whole thing and, it, and I, oh, I am told there is a flood, a flood of new stuff coming out in the days and weeks ahead. I am told that there are senior people, my sources, we've not been wrong, have said that the dam is about to burst wide open. And I know, I know it's been hard. I know it's been long. I know a lot of you have gotten frustrated. I've gotten frustrated. When, when, when? The Horowitz report. When, when, when? Horowitz report vindicated all of our reporting. This today vindicates all of our reporting. The media mob, the liars, those involved in the smears, the slander, the besmirchment, the character assassination, the conspiracy theories, the hoaxes, it's the rest of the entire media mob. Nothing but an extension of all things radical democratic socialist. I don't overstate the case when I say if Donald Trump cured cancer, they'd want to impeach him for it. Every second, every minute, every hour of every 24-hour day, of every seven-day week, of every month, all year, ever since he came down the escalator. Nonstop lies, smears, and you, well, why does Trump fight back? Because this is the only way he could survive. Everything in this country is based on the rule of law. Our rule of law is is based on a document that is called the U.S. Constitution. Everything we told you about how they literally, they the great irony, they protected one candidate, their favored candidate. Because I guarantee you, if you have a se- separate private server with top secret and classified information on it, and even Mr. Higher Honor and Jimbo, you have the right to remain silent. I advised you a long time ago to use it. You didn't listen. You'll regret it, in my humble opinion. But you're not allowed. It's a violation of the Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C. 793. Sound familiar? Because I said it a lot the last three and a half years. Then we have, oh, well, subpoenaed emails, 33,000, deleted. Nobody knew what bleach bit was then. Now we do. Devices, hammers, SIM cards, it all happened. If Donald Trump did any of this, what do you think they'd do? Now we know that they all knew the dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC is nothing more than Russian misinformation from the get-go. It was never verifiable because none of it was true. But yet it was used unverified top of a FISA application says verified. It was used as the bulk of information to secure the warrants against to, to, to deny the civil rights and liberties of one Carter page so they can spy on presidential candidate Trump. President elect transition team Trump and then deep into the presidency of Donald Trump 
in an effort to have him removed from office because that was their insurance policy. Now we know it goes right into the office of Barack Obama and Joe Biden, the Oval Office. Now we know he lied. Now we know Biden lied. Now we know Rice lied. Already known Comey's lied. Everybody in that room has lied. Now it's what did they know and when did they know it? These documents literally today indicate, you know, this idea to frame. Remember, they had closed out the Flynn case because they found nothing wrong. Now we have the Kislyak Flynn calls. Nothing inappropriate. And we have the House Intelligence Committee. Now that Schiff finally was pressured. You know, remember, it was Andrew McCabe saying, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have had the FISA application without the dirty dossier. Now we hear Comey bragging. Eh, I sent him in something I wouldn't do or get away with in any past administration. I sent them in. Now we know McCabe said you don't need a lawyer. General Flynn and January 24th, the fourth day of the Trump administration, they go in and they didn't even think he lied in spite of that. But go back 15 days or 20 uh, days earlier or 19 days earlier. Barack Obama, Susan Rice, Sally Yates, Sally Yates testifying. She was shocked that Obama knew everything he knew about the call. The Kislyak call. Joe Biden mentioned the Logan Act in this Oval Office discussion. Logan Act's the 1799 law that has never been used. You know, but apparently he mentioned it. In Peter Strzok's notes that we now have. Now, we don't know what he said exactly about the 1799 law, except we know that that's used as a a setup for Flynn. Just like Comey ambushed Flynn. And McCabe helped him by telling him he didn't need a liar. And Comey, Mr. Higher Honor, brags about it. Now we know that he personally raised the idea. What did you know, Joe? When did you know it? And why did you lie to the American people? That FBI director, you know, James Comey, Mr. Higher Honor, Susan Rice. Now we know about the note to self. Sally Yates, member in May, George Stephanopoulos, asked what he knew about the Flynn investigation. Biden said, I don't know anything. I know nothing about those moves to investigate General Flynn. You're a liar, Joe. And you're caught red-handed. Just like you lied about Ukraine. Biggest quid pro quo in the world. And what what is the, the problem with all of this is now we're getting to the truth. Barack Obama, we need the right people on it. Let me interpret what that is, just like I interpreted what the Susan Rice note to self is. The right people means is we want our people that are going to destroy this guy. That's how I interpret it. Now he has to answer for this. Biden has to answer. Strzok and Page have to answer. Comey and McCabe have to answer. Brennan and Clapper have to answer. Biden has to answer for it. Because if we don't have equal justice and equal application of our laws, then you don't have a constitutional republic. This was an attempted coup. They first tried to stop him from winning, and then that didn't happen because we're just smelly Walmart shoppers. We're the corrupt 15% that are incorrigible, according to Biden, irredeemable deplorables. 
bitter Americans that cling to their God, their Second Amendment rights, their Bibles and religion, according to Obama. Then you have then you have the guy leading it. That was all Comey. Then Comey signs off on this thing unverified in October, just before the election in 2016. Then he goes up to Trump Tower. He's now signed off twice on this. Again, unverified. And he tells Trump, well, as a, a transition team, he says, yeah, it's salacious, but unverified. But he, but he signed a warrant that said it was verified. A liar that he is. This man served this country for 33 years. And the mob, the despicable, lying, Pravda propaganda, toilet paper media, all of them. They dragged this country through a false narrative on Trump-Russia collusion, ignoring the real Russian disinformation bought and paid for by Hillary, her real violation of the Espionage Act, her real obstruction of justice. And then they used the lies, and even though it says verify as premeditated fraud on a FISA court to undo an election after they first tried to stop the election, when will they be held accountable? You ought to be pissed off. If you love freedom and you love your constitution and you love this country and you want this country to 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 resemble the country you grew up in in the sense that the greatest country God gave man always trying to become a more perfect union, their socialism will make this country unrecognizable. Their abuse of power will continue. The corruption will be on steroids and human growth hormone. Timelines matter, and they matter a lot. By the way, General Flynn will join us. You know, people said to ask me often, well, why did General Flynn, they didn't think he was lying. The Kislyak calls, even, it appears even that dope Mr. Higher Honor Comey, the Flynn Kislyak calls appear legit. Oh, well, that's why Biden mentions the Logan Act. That's why Obama says, well, you have to have the right people on the Flynn case. What, to screw over a 33-year vet? Or now we understand Susan Rice's note to self, what, 16 days later? And this is when they revive the, 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 the whole case against Flynn, which was over. Nothing inappropriate. They had all determined. Struck, wait, wait, don't close it out. Seventh floor, Comey, of course, wants to appease them. Barack Obama's the one that hated Flynn the most. And Biden's the one that says, yeah, we can bring up the Logan Act. What did Obama know? What did Biden know? What did Comey know? What did Yates know? What did Susan Rice know? When did they know it? Struck and Page and McCabe and 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 Clapper and Brennan. What do I want to know? I mean, look, George Papadopoulos. Oh, Sorry, sent you to jail for nothing. Roger Stone, uh, nothing. And he even gets a, not only, he didn't get a fair and impartial jury, he's supposed to go to jail in six days. He didn't, you have a juror speaking out against him. The Manafort case was dead. Michael Cohn, you know, I'm still a little ticked off him saying I was his client. He didn't deserve this either. This was all manufactured by people abusing their power. The biggest abuse of power, corruption, scandal in history. More next. All right, if you're just joining us, thanks, Scott Chad, and 25 till the top of the hour. Appeals court has now ordered the judge, this is Emmett Sullivan, uh, to drop the 
charges in the Flynn case. You know, the, the most amazing part of this is a lot of this is redacted. This is only what we know, Peter Strzok wrote down. We believe to be the 4th of January, that important date when after the Flynn case was shut down dead. He fought to bring it back to life with the help of Mr. Higher Honor, the corrupt Jim Comey. And so we got so now we have on tape. Now, it's been 83 days since the weak, forgetful Joe, who Terry McAuliffe loves in the basement. He's fine in the basement. Let him stay in the basement. Only sees two people a day is two body men. We have a lot of questions for Joe. Joe uh, Biden. I think this is probably exhibit A. Joe Biden lying. Listen. Your former Senate colleague, Charles Grassley, has added that Flynn was entrapped and asked on the Senate floor, what did Obama and Biden know? When did they know it? So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. I do want to press that. You say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January 5th, 2017 meeting where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question. Michael, Michael Flynn over those uh, conversations he had with the uh, Russian ambassador Kislyak. Now, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I was aware that there was that, there, that they asked for an investigation, but that's all I know about it. And I don't think anything else. Mr. Vice President, what was your involvement in the investigation uh, of Michael Flynn and the FBI investigation of Michael Flynn? I was never a part or had any knowledge of any criminal investigation into Flynn while I was in office, period. Not one single time. Not one single time. Really? Because now we have Peter Strzok's notes. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Oh, VP. Logan Act. You go inside. Who do we have in the meeting? It's very simple who we have in the meeting. Uh, You have Comey, Yates, Biden, Rice, Obama in the meeting. These are Peter Strzok's notes. Only that that has been unredacted. There's plenty more. And I'm told they're damning. You know, interesting times we're we're living in, Obama is saying at one point. Unusual times, he said. VP, Logan Act. I've been on the uh, Intel Committee for 10 years, and, and I've never blah, 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 blah. President. You know, make sure you, you know, get the right people on this. You know, if there's anything I is there anything I shouldn't uh, be telling the uh, transition team? In other words, hide from Trump. Unbelievable. Then Comey. Yeah, the Kislyak calls appear legit. Whoops. They can't get him on that. Unbelievable. And whatever else is going to come out in all of this. What did they know? When did they know it? That did, now this is a full, this is now we did not overstate the case. Now you just compare our coverage with the the media mob, and, and by the way, we got the crap kicked out of us all the time. I feel like mentioning a lot of names, but I just don't. I, 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 it's it, they're so insignificant in my mind. The big picture is the mob and the media. They're they're just Pravda. They're just state run newspapers like the New York toilet paper conspiracy theory pushing times and the Washington compost and fake news CNN and conspiracy TV MSDNC and ABC and NBC and CBS 
They all pushed a phony, fake Russia-Trump collusion narrative. Four separate investigations, including the almighty holy grail of investigations, the Mueller investigation, no evidence of any Trump-Russia collusion whatsoever. They have cost people hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees in this witch hunt. They have dragged we, the people, through the mud for the entire time since Donald Trump and Melania Trump came down that escalator. And they first tried to stop this man from becoming president. And when that didn't work, in comes the insurance policy. And they were willing to use Hillary. Again, Hillary got saved by these very same people because it's as clear a violation of the Espionage Act by having top secret classified information on a secret server that we now believe that many uh, foreign countries had hacked into. And then, of course, then there's the deleted emails and then there's the bleach bit hard drives and then there's the hammers to devices and SIM cards removed and and so on and so forth. And then they then she goes out and, and she hires Perkins Coie, a law firm. Well, it's probably a campaign finance violation, which I guess is the least of all her problems. If we ever get to the truth and there's ever equal justice. And then they, of course, outsource to Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS is Glenn Simpson's got a lot of splaining to do, as they say, as it relates to his lies and his contradictions uh, that I believe that many people in Congress think are true that he lied. We will find out in days because there's certainly conflicts and a lot of people's testimony here. Now we know why Sally Yates was shocked in this meeting to learn that Obama knew every single detail of the Kislyak and and General Flynn calls because it was let's see. They surveilled him. They and by the way, he probably knew people were on these calls anyway. He's not stupid. And then they unmasked him and then they leaked raw intelligence that brings in Clapper Brennan. What did they know? When did they know it in all of this? What roles did they play? Who leaked it to Harry Reid? And why did uh, people, conspiracy theorists like Michael Isakoff and David Korn push the propaganda and the hookers peeing on the bed story in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, which was just never believable anyway. But it turns out that there was Russian interference in the 2016 election. Now, we knew there was going to be Russian interference. Number one, Russia is a hostile regime. A, B, Putin is a hostile actor towards the United States. And C, Devin Nunes, the guy that told us the truth from the House Intelligence Committee versus Adam Schiff that we know is a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. Because now that we have the dates of what people were saying behind closed doors, under oath, under risk of perjury that worked in the Obama administration, that none of them talked about any evidence of any Trump-Russia collusion. But then Adam Schiff would go out there and lie to the gullible mob in the media. And he was basically elevated to Michael Avenatti status on the cable channels who couldn't get enough of this guy. And he's a congenital proven liar. They dragged the country through hell the entire time. They spied on a presidential candidate. They tried to prevent him. They saved one candidate, tried to take down the other candidate And they were willing to then use political. They were warned by Kathleen Kavlak. They were warned even by Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr should be brought in. Well, you warned the DOJ and you warned Comey and you warned the FBI about how Steele had an agenda, how it's not verified the dossier and how Hillary paid for it. 
then why would you use it and say, because it says at the top of a FISA application uh, that it is true and it is verified? And Comey then signs the darn thing and then signs another one and then signs a third one. And then, but goes and tells then transition team Trump at Trump Tower, yeah, there's this dossier, it's salacious, but it's unverified, the opposite of what he said to the FISA court. I guarantee you, if any of you delete subpoenaed emails, or if any of you put top secret classified information on a server against the law, or any American, any of you in this audience, you go out there and lie to a court, and you present false information, and you say it's verified, and you destroy the life of one Carter Page who happened to be an American asset, why do you think they left Carter Page alone the whole time? Because he worked for us. That's why they left him alone, and he'd be debriefed every time he came back. He worked for a three-letter agency that begins with a C. And I'm sitting there all these times interviewing him, and I'm saying to him, you're not telling me the truth. I figured it out long before he finally told me the truth. But basically, he was working for the good guys. And they knew it. Just like, you know, then you get this poor kid, Papadopoulos. His whole life has nearly been blown up uh, as a result of this. I had to literally, he was going to pull out of the plea agreement because, the you know, which he, again, he said it would be treason. We didn't find that out till he spent two weeks in jail. He Remember, Linda, he wanted to pull out of the two weeks in jail. I said, if you do it, you're going to get two years. Or four years. You know, you can suck it up for two weeks. Remember I said that to him? Yes, you did. I said because I know these people. Now, my my private text messages were released in the process of this shift show. Somewhat 11, 1,200 of them. Mueller's team going after me because they're 45 pages of 302s on yours truly. Not that I really give a rip, but they were, you know, they weren't exactly fond of this program exposing them every day. And not that I've ever complained about it, but it's a little disconcerting. But I'm sure it's far more disconcerting for General Flynn, who had to sell his house. And then they said, either you give us what we want, you sign here, you say you lied. They didn't think we lied, but we're going to make you lie and, and in order to save your own son. Otherwise, we're going to go after him. Now, I ask you, fathers of the world, fathers they just passed, if you're a father... You know, we don't have perfect moms and dads, do we? But if you're a father and you have the government saying, sign this paper, say you lied, or we're going to put your kid in jail, what are you going to do? What do you do at that point? You don't have any money to fight it because you're broke. You don't have a house. You already got rid of it. What do you do? Well, because he's a hero, I would argue that a lot of good fathers would probably impale themselves and dive on the sword. And that's what General Flynn did. And you say, well, well, he's lying then. They made him. This whole idea that you offer something of such great value, freedom, I don't care if it's Sammy the Bull Gravano or anybody else, you can't offer something of that value. Why do you think they put Manafort in solitary confinement? How is it Roger Stone has a jury for person that is publicly against him leading the jury to prosecute him and find him guilty how do you ever make the case that that is a fair and impartial jury how for a process crime do you send you know guys with guns and paul manafort's an old man it's a process crime it's a tax violation 
You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, literally the Farah app. You know, did he register for the Farah app? You say, okay, surrender at this time, and they would both have surrendered. But no, we got to send in guys in tactical gear and stick guns in their families' faces. 29 guys, tactical gear, frogmen, and CNN cameras at Roger Stone's house. What, for doing what the inspector general said Comey did and McCabe did? And all assisted by the mob and the media that hate me and hate Rush and hate Mark and hate Fox and hate the great ensemble cast. Yet the New York Times, didn't they get Pulitzer Prizes for their phony Russian lying conspiracy theories, stories? What a joke. Give them back. Because it's a lie. When did they get called out for their lives? They, they so want to be called journalists. They're not journalists. They're hacks. They're liars. They're propagandists. They're state-run, all-things-democratic, radical socialist. It's taken since March. We started this in March of 2017 on this show and on Hannity, the TV show. And you know how much crap we've taken over it? By the way, nothing compared to these guys. When does the media apologize? When do they retract? When do you see the montage we're going to put together of the, of the crap they said about General Flynn? This man is a hero. This man served his country with honor and distinction. And they put his family through all of this. If we love this country, this can't happen. Look at what President Trump's lived through. Well, he fights a lot. You know, he was in a town hall, and we're doing a town hall with him tomorrow. Mark Simone, will, I, the only way we could do this is, if, uh, I, there's a lot of travel, let's put it, Mark Simone's going to be filling in tomorrow, I might call in though. And and it's got to be a small town hall because you can't have more than 50 people in Wisconsin. I mean, that's all they give us. I'm sure we can pack it with 5 million, you know, not 5 million, five, uh, thousands and tens of thousands. The media is so obsessed with crowds, but according to the law, we got to obey the law. You know, because if I ever had more than 50 people, I'm sure they'd probably come and arrest me during the live taping of the show. Unbelievable. I'm worried about this country in a way I never have been. You know, I had a conversation. Neil Bortz is a dear friend of mine. And I, I've been trying to plead with him the last couple of years to get his ass out of retirement because he drives, you know, I make fun of his Bortz bus thing that he travels around the country in, uh, Linda. Oh, yeah. After 9-11, he got, we had a long discussion. We did a lot of shows together. We went on the road together. We always had a good time. He's, he's funny as hell, smart as hell, great talk show host, one of the best. And, you know, it was after 9-11, he goes, you know, I used to think you were too serious on the air. He goes, I don't think that anymore. That was after 9-11. He goes, this is real. This is real now. The only thing, the only thing to stop this is what you decide to do in 132 days. That's why I call my book Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. It's all in there, all of this. When I was doing the research on this, I, could, I, I forgot more than I remembered. It's that bad and worse, and there's more coming. I hope they're held to account. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941. Sean is a toll-free telephone number. Uh, it is a great honor um, to be able to introduce back to the program somebody I got to know during the campaign in, in 2016. Not, on, not only know, but know 
like, respect on a very high level. This man should never have gone through what he's gone through the last almost four years now of his life. General Flynn, it's an honor to have you. And Sidney Powell, the great attorney she is, um, a champion of truth and justice. Uh, job well done, Sydney, and uh, welcome both of you to the show. Thanks, Thank Sean. you, Sean. General, let's just start with, I know there's a lot you can't talk about, and I won't, I won't go there at all, I promise you on my word. Um, let's talk about how you must feel today. Um, I, I see the president has just called on Obama FBI officials to apologize to you. Well, it's, it should be more than an apology, but your reaction. Yeah, so first of all, Sean, you're on the other end of this phone is Sidney Powell, and I, I call Sidney America's guardian angel of justice. She came into our lives, into the Flynn family life at a, at a real tough, tough time for a decision. And, uh, and you know, obviously we're, we're sitting here today having this conversation uh, with a really positive outcome because of Sydney's just unbelievable dedication to the truth and to justice. And in terms of how we feel today, my family feels amazing. I mean, we have, uh, as you said, we've gone through this almost four years. I'll have a lot more to say in the future about, you know, the the sort of the, the kinds of things that we have uh, seen and what I have been part of. And frankly, you know, looking at, uh, at service to this country and what does it mean? But our, our, uh, our country uh, is at risk. It really is at risk. And if people want to continue to sort of breathe the, uh, the fresh air of Liberty, uh, you really need to, uh, you know, to really step up to the plate, support and defend those kinds of issues that we're all, dealing with that are facing our country today and what i have always been about is service to the nation and i fought a lot of foreign enemies in a lot of different places around the world spent nearly five years of my life away from my family and in combat operations in support of you know foreign policy objectives and never in my wildest imagination did i ever feel like i was going to face a domestic enemy like i've faced in the last four years that Sydney just uh, helped us slay. So I do want to make one other point to you, Sean, and to you personally, and for all your listeners, but to you personally, thank you so much for just being there from day one, from the very beginning of this thing, and, and nailing it to the nth degree, getting it right from the beginning, and then for the support of your listeners for helping us get through uh, this, uh, this fight that we've been in. General, you know, whatever we might have been able to contribute to get the truth out, I appreciate it. But we could never repay. So one of the things that really angers and upsets me more than anything else about all of this, sir, is you have devoted your life to this country. You have put your life in danger for this country. You have been in combat zones for this country. And the, the, the great travesty that one day the story that you will tell and that this country needs to hear is mm -hmm. it how do we treat a 33 year veteran hero the way you've been treated i i'll tell you general um and i have been in touch i remember the last note that you sent me um you just said i can't talk i cannot talk anymore and i never wrote you again mm -hmm. And I had stayed in contact with people around you. I'm pretty sure you know who. 
um, and just checking on you. And uh, I will say that if we don't get this right, I think the, the greatest country God gave man, not perfect, but the greatest, that has accumulated more power and abused it less and used it to advance the human condition. No, power, no country has ever done this. It's all at, at stake. And yeah. I just can't imagine what this, is, what this has been like for your family. Well, keep in mind, so, you know, if there's things that I fought for and that I believe in, Sean, in, this, in, the, in the United States of America, the, the thing that makes us different than all other countries in the world, and I have, I have experience on six continents and against some really, in some really lousy places, against some really difficult enemies, the thing that makes us different is something called the rule of law. And that's what makes us special. We follow the rule of law in this country. We're supposed to follow the rule of law in this country. And, 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 and Sidney Powell, that you is on with us today and who's been this unbelievable lawyer and, and friend uh, of mine for the last over, a, well, in fact, the last couple of years now, but certainly over the last year, she knows this stuff in spades. But if we do not, if we do not fight for the rule of law in this country and protect it, we will be in the dustbin of history going forward. And we will fight, we will fall to this socialist monster that is bearing its ugly head down on the streets today in America. So rule of law is, is part and partial to why I did the kinds of things that I did. And I'm not sure that I really understood that when I was a young officer or even as I got more senior, but I definitely understand it today because the rule of law was clearly at risk. And, and now it is being corrected, and I think today is a demonstration to the American public, to your listeners, that, just, that our justice system does work when a bright light is shined on the truth. And that bright light, that flashlight that was being held by Sidney Powell, shine that flashlight bright on the, uh, on the truth of my case, which began and, and has and continues to expose a lot of the uh, corruption in parts of our federal government that we are all now aware of because of some of the great reporting that you've been doing. They stole four years of your life. Um, and I'll ask you one last personal question, because um, I'm, I, I, I know this is an important day for you. And, you know, part of me is so happy that the truth can't see you. I have no idea. It makes me happy. A part of me is so angry that this could happen in this country so angry and the fact that there were so few of us i had a little ensemble mm -hmm. cast here on radio and tv and 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 i know you were on with the, the great rush earlier and the great mark levin mm -hmm. i mean there's been a, a few of us i can't mention everyone's name but there weren't many and there were some in congress no, digging right. for the truth and not enough and then you have this hey, whole media right. establishment trashing you trashing your family name and i'm like what was the worst moment for you and your family yeah I, I, well I, what i would say is number one you know those that know me i i am not a hateful or a vindictive or a scornful type of person okay i'll, I'll uh, take the, on that the, role the, the for thing, you okay well that's I'll all take, right i'll take know, that it does, on <laughs> it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that i am not a fighter and I'm, and i don't have the the resolve to to do the kinds of things that i believe need to be done I will tell you that, that uh, you know, my wife and I have been, been together since we were 13 years old. We, uh, we have great faith in our, in our lives. We have a 
a dynamite family in our lives, and you know some of them, and you'll you'll meet others. We have a superb family, both sides, my wife Lori's side and my my family, my brothers and sisters and her brothers and sisters. I come from nine, she comes from seven. So we have a tribe, a clan, if you will, that, that uh, has been standing shoulder to shoulder with us fighting. And then friends, true friends, Sean. When the times are tough, you find out who your true yeah, friends are. And I will do. tell you, in this, in this, you really do. And in this period of time, I have seen, as you just mentioned, people that have developed into, into what we call in the Flynn family, friends of the Flynn's, because <laughs> it's guys like you, it's guys like Rush, it's guys like Mark who have seen through the, the nonsense and, and some of, the, some of the, the, the deep levels of corruption because you guys have been around long enough to, to know the kinds of, of issues that when you see something and you scratch beneath the surface a little bit, you go, oh, something's not right here. And, and uh, you guys have been on it from the beginning, from the very beginning. All the other people that have said all the kinds of things, I don't have time for them, and I don't have time for, for hate in my life. I have, my, my focus is always, you know, in the, in the military, I always used to use the phrase, always forward. What, is, what do we need to do next? We have a problem, we're going to solve it, and let's move on to the next big problem that we have. And our country right now uh, has some extraordinary challenges that we're going to be dealing with in the future. And, you know, and I, uh, I mean, I, I like to think that I've, I've given what I've given, but I still have a lot more to give. And, Sean, General. this case shows how, how fragile the rule of law is and how easily it can be lost if people do not pay attention to what is going on and judges are result-driven instead of law-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, General, um, my prayers of many in this audience have been answered today. And this is just hopefully a first step to correcting this wrong. You know, I always talk about the 99% of good people in the premier law enforcement agency in the world and the premier intelligence agencies in the world. But that 1% that abused this power with corruption, you don't need to comment. I will, we will, we will seek justice every day until it happens. Uh, I want to send my best wishes, all the prayers. And it's not just me, this great audience that I have on radio and TV uh, mm-hmm. so many praying for you, so many happy. There's a part of me that shares in the happiness, but a part of me that is resolved and pissed off. And I, I we better get to the bottom of this or we're going to lose this great Republic. Yeah. And that's so And I would just double down on that, Sean, to say thank you to you personally. And I've, I've watched you fight, not just for Mike Flynn, but for, for our country. And I want to thank your listeners because it's, they're the people in this country that are going to make this country continue to be a great country. It's not, you know, I mean, there are guys like you and I that are, that are there. and We mix it up in different ways in our different fields, but it's really the American public that has to continue to step up and, and believe in, you know, like I say, if you want to breathe the fresh air of liberty, you've got to fight, you've got to give up. You know, you've got to sacrifice, and you've got to have the courage and the resolve to do that. So I just want to say thank you very, very much for, uh, for all that you've done for my family and I. All right, General Flynn, we look forward to with a day you can tell the whole story. Uh, a good day for the Flynn family today and a good day for the United States and for the Constitution and justice, but it's just the beginning, sir. Uh, can't wait to see you soon. We'll take a break. Sydney, John Solomon, Greg Jarrett. 
quick comments when we get back. Senator Tim Scott, oh, he went crazy on the Senate floor today, and he's right. That's coming up. Bill O'Reilly, more straight ahead. Sidney Powell, great attorney work. John uh, Solomon, uh, justthenews.com. Greg Jarrett wrote two number one bestsellers on this. All right, let me, Sidney, first of all, thank you. You did an amazing job. John, thank you. You've been on this since March of 2017 with, with the small group of us. Greg, a phenomenal work on your part all the way across the board and, and all the other contributors in this. Sidney, tell us where we are. Well, the court, the D.C. Circuit today, granted our writ of mandamus to tell Judge Sullivan to sign the order dismissing the case and vacating his order appointing Mr. Gleason, former Judge Gleason, as any sort of friend of the court to do any briefing on the issues at all. So that should dispose of the matter. Uh, Hopefully, Judge Sullivan will go ahead and, and follow the court's directive Technically, there are other procedures that might be pursued, but I've never, I've gotten probably 20 writs of mandamus against federal judges in my career. I've never seen one not just go ahead and do what the Court of Appeals ordered him to do. Amazing. Uh, John, you've been reporting on this. We started this, and I remember what I said to you that day I keep do. unpeeling the layers of the onion. Yeah. Yeah, well, a big part of the onion got exposed for what it was today. And I think not only by the judge's ruling, but by the release of these notes that were turned over to Sidney Powell just uh, 24, 48 hours ago, we now have evidence suggesting that President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden sat around talking with the FBI about ways to get Mike Flynn for a call that was deemed to be legit and for a criminal case that had been recommended to be shut down because... There was no evidence of wrongdoing. That ought to send chills up the spine of every American, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent. Presidents and vice presidents shouldn't be plotting with the FBI and how to get their enemies. And you notice, Greg, in this new, this new information today, oh, this now brings in the question, what did Barack know? What did Joe know? What did Comey know? What did Rice know? What did Sally Yates know? And when did they all know it? Well, and one of the ways to get to the bottom of that, to get answers, is a civil lawsuit for money damages. General Michael Flynn, who is an American hero, should, as I have written repeatedly, sue the very people in government that persecuted him without evidence under the pretense of a legitimate prosecution. What happened to this courageous man who served this country selflessly in great distinction should never happen to anybody. He deserves rich compensation for a life and legacy that has been ruined by odious characters, and I will name them, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok. As you know, I think all three of those should be behind bars, but they should also be sued for what they did. And uh, an apology is owing to General Flynn. And hats off and my greatest respect, my uh, friend Sidney Powell, who, you know, is a hero in all of this. Uh, Absolutely. I, By the uh, way, all of you are. I, and I just I honestly, I, I need to say this to all of you. Thank you. 
Thank you for your your unbelievable dedication to truth and justice. Uh, We'll have a lot more on this tonight. We'll have you guys back again uh, tomorrow and the days following. Pretty amazing times we're living in. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We've got uh, all things uh, BillOReilly.com. Simple man coming up at the top of the hour. A lot going on today, including General Flynn, which we're just talking about. Uh, I tell you this happens every two and four years. Well, here we go again. It's an election year. Nancy Pelosi. Republicans are trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd with the police reform bill. We have to address those concerns. Uh, so when they admit that and and have some suggestions that are worthy of consideration. But so far, they were trying to get away with murder, actually, the murder of George Floyd. Well, what reforms have the Democrats done uh, after Ferguson? What did Joe and Barack and Pelosi do after Baltimore, Cambridge and all these other incidents? Nothing. Not a thing. And then this type of incendiary rhetoric. And then, by the way, Tim Scott will join us in a minute literally imploring in a passionate speech on the Senate floor uh, Democrats to not walk away from the police reform bill. But they are anyway because they're playing politics. Listen, I've offered as many amendments as necessary for this bill to be seen by the public in consultation with the other side. Let it be their bill, not Tim Scott's bill. Not the Republican bill, not the Democrat bill, but a bill that starts to address the issues that have plagued this nation for decades. This is not my start. I started five years ago when I could not find voices that would push forward reforms brought to attention by the Walter Scott shooting. In 2015. I'll close with this. I respect people that I disagree with. They have the right to disagree. My pastor tells me I have the right to be wrong, which means that I'm not right all the time. But on this one, if you don't think we're right, make it better. Don't walk away. Vote for the motion to proceed so that we have an opportunity to deal with this very real threat to the America that is civil, that is balanced. This is an opportunity to say yes, to say yes, not to us, but those folks who are waiting for leadership to stand and be counted. That was Senator Tim Scott, great state, South Carolina, a passionate uh, speech about uh, reforms that are desperately needed. President already laid out his executive order. You know, with all with all of, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, Republicans are trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd with this police reform bill. Well, what did Nancy Pelosi, Barack and Joe do? After Ferguson and after Baltimore and after Cambridge and after all the what what did they do for the city of Chicago for crying out loud, which was Barack Obama's hometown? Nothing. Barely mentioned it in eight years. Look at what happened this week and 104 of our fellow Americans shot, including 12 kids and 14 are dead. We now are up to 900 cops that have been injured. Rocks, bottles. Uh, bricks, Molotov cocktails, and yeah, knives and guns also. 
We have nearly eight. We have six, six dead now confirmed. So many others injured, nearly 900. And yeah, who said to get rid of chokeholds? Sean Hannity said it. One of the first people, because I do martial arts. I train every single day for 90 minutes a day. You know, only if only if your life is in jeopardy that you're there are so many other options, more training. Who's been saying we need other non-lethal options than that stupid stun gun, which doesn't really is not what you think it is. It, I know it's a deadly weapon by law in Georgia. That is not the most effective product on the market because I've I bought one. I bought them myself. Senator Tim Scott is with us. Senator, that was a great plea today, but I, I, I sense it's falling on deaf political ears with 132 days till Election Day. Well, Sean, you just said the most important word, not ear, Election Day. Two words, Election yeah. Day. The Democrats are absolutely, positively, unequivocally committed to one thing. It's not the communities that they say they care about. It is to themselves. It is to a political process that drives the stake, not into our hearts as Republicans, but into the heart that needs to know that we as a nation cares. It's the, that's one of the reasons why I respect you so much. You said from the beginning, chokeholds have got to go, except for the life of the officer. We have that in our bill. They have that in their bill. But they were not willing to come to the table and say, I'm willing to work with Republicans and not care who gets the credit. They care more about you, the credit. You know, than Senator, you know what infuriated me, and, and it was really more of a headlock, and I know I'm getting into technicality in the Garner case, but this is what infuriated me about that case. Do you know why that happened with Eric Gardner? Do you know what they were, were, were arresting the guy for? Selling yeah. Lucy cigarettes. In other words, like Marlboros, instead of selling the pack, you sell them one at a time. Right. You know, I mean, are we really going to wait? Now, you can't walk through the city of New York, Senator, without smelling weed every five, every five feet. <laughs> yeah. It reeks of skunk in New York City because of that, that idiotic drug, which I hate. You know, and I'm like, why are we wasting valuable police resources on a guy selling Lucy cigarettes? Leave him the hell alone. I, I can't. I, I'm sitting here uh, agreeing with you and, and, and yelling amen in the background because you're exactly right. Eric Garner, the death was unnecessary. But more importantly, we cannot continue to demonize everybody on every side and point the finger. We have to be willing to say that was wrong. Most officers are good. That was wrong. And we're going to get rid of bad apples. But the situation that happened today that continues to happen on the Democrat side is that because they have a monopoly in minority communities, they no longer perform. They don't produce. There is a terrible return on the investment for minority communities. That's why our party, or at least my party, the Republican Party, we are standing up as conservatives and we're saying we're going to fight for every vote everywhere all the time. You know, listen, I, Senator, this is so important, the things that you're saying here. Yes, these reforms are needed. You know, I've, uh, one of the things that frustrated me when you look at the George Floyd case, and I've been, I've been practicing now seven years, and I know I'm a student of the martial arts, seven years, okay? Uh, yes. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Japanese jiu-jitsu, uh, Krav Maga, and Kempo. I do, wow. uh, I do uh, defensive at work with, with weapons, firearms, sticks, blades, you name it, we do it. Situational uh, defense, protecting, being able to protect myself. The guy was in handcuffs, Senator. The, the most vulnerable part of the human anatomy is one's neck. 
Yes. All they needed to do to a guy in handcuffs is if I took two fingers of his, which you can get when he's in handcuffs, and I just slightly manipulate them, slightly, uh, or if you take your, you put a palm of your hand in your face, just push, push with the other hand, push it down. Those things, they will bring people to their knees. Absolutely. And they don't, uh, but most cops are not trained to do that. That frustrates me. That's why we have to increase the resources. The, the, the funding police is the most ridiculous idea of all time. We need more resources for training. We need, because if we teach officers how to de-escalate the situation, I am not where you are, Sean. I am a student of Shotokan and mm -hmm. been doing it for about five years. Mm -hmm. You can learn very quickly how to bring someone to their knees and if they're already handcuffed, you don't need to worry about that. If you're on your stomach handcuffed, you're not a threat anymore. But if you are trained as a law enforcement officer how to deal with that situation and you understand the forms of de-escalation, the forms of communication that are effective, we will, we will avoid a number of these situations. But without the resources, the Democrats are literally blocking the resources that could literally save lives. I don't understand you know, it, Sean. It's so I, frustrating. I, I, this is a no-brainer. You know, and Nancy Pelosi has to say Republicans are trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd, really? Terrible. Shameful comment. Shameful. And it's, it, it, it's except for these idiots in their underwear, anonymous in, in their basements, keyboard warriors, there's universal agreement on, on George Floyd. No, yeah. I don't know any Republican. I don't know any don't conservative. Either. None. That right. didn't look at that tape and share, literally, it shocked the conscience of a nation. Absolutely. Now, but, you know, we have bigger problems here, Senator, and that is, well, what did, what did Joe and Barack Obama do in Chicago in eight years? Nothing. What did they do after Ferguson? Nothing. And, and Baltimore? Nothing. You know, the president, as I understand it, you spoke for hours with members of his staff at Mark Meadows and Jared Kushner and the president. To, to come up with the executive order and to talk 100%. about this bill. And I was told, I, if my sources are right, everything you requested, they said yes to. They said yes to stuff I didn't request, like the national database. That was outside of my reach. The president went further than my request. I, I, I thought that was a bridge too far. But he said, Tim, there is no bridge too far in this conversation. Uh, this is what people miss about President Trump. You may not like his, I always say the president's love language is not words of encouragement. That's just not what he has. By the way, that's actually funny. I think that's a really good line. Go ahead. But, but, By the way, I don't even know what this love language stuff is. But, but he does acts of service. So his policy positions expresses how he really feels on every topic. And on this topic, I watched that man, our president, sit down with a room full of survivors, families who lost their loved one to police encounters. He didn't say a word for 45 minutes. He took in every single pain that was presented to him, every piece of scar tissue he heard, every trembling voice. And he said to the attorney general, fix it. He, he was amazing. And this is, this is what people miss. They missed that the president came up with an executive order that moved this nation forward. When Van Jones, who, who himself says he is so liberal to the left, he's almost right, but not quite there. When Van Jones says the president's executive order was meaningful, it was real, 
It was intentional. No one covers that in the press. No you know, one wants to give the president a microphone when he's helping the poorest, no. most vulnerable people in the country. Hey, that would be opportunity zones. That would yes. be the, the longest commitment with the greatest amount of money for historically black colleges in America. Absolutely. Uh, that would be the criminal justice reform bill. That didn't 100%. happen with Joe Biden. Uh, that would be, you know, record low unemployment for every minority and demographic group in the country. That's Period. what that's what he now he's been in 100%. office less than four years. You've been in office how long now? I've been here for seven years in the Senate. Okay. Now, you have Joe Biden's been in politics 50 years. Nancy Pelosi, 44. You look at, you know, Chuck Schumer, 40-whatever years. And you look at Dianne Feinstein, 60 years. And Maxine Waters, nearly 50 years. Okay, what has Joe done? What has he done in 50 years? Somebody tell me, because he's not talking. He's hiding in his basement. Well, Sean, I have one answer for you. May I give it to you? Yes, sir. He passed the 1994 crime bill that wow. locked up more African Predators. Didn't he use that term? Exactly. He said that poor kids might one day be as smart as white kids. I mean, this is a guy that they're giving a pass to on his outrageous, egregious comments that are far beyond the place of disrespectful and irresponsible. But he gets away with it because he's got a, a D for a Democrat by his name. It's frustrating. It is very, very frustrating. You know, I, I just, you know, one of the things I know we've been talking about, and we don't know Joe Biden's position on anything, but one of the things we've really all been discussing is, okay, uh, uh, America, the, the statues, et cetera, et cetera. Can we first fix and make sure every American is safe and secure in their home, in their neighborhood. Let's do that. We could do that. I believe as Americans, we have the ability to do it. Rudy and Bernie Kerrick did it in New York. Then, then I want to fix our educational system because literally all of God's talent and, and all of our young children is there. Education bring forth from within. We got to bring yeah. it out. But if you don't have a good school system, you can't. And yeah. then, you know, all this other, then we, let's become a more perfect union first there. Those two simple things are not getting done. Well, Sean, I said the exact same thing in a different way. You said it better than I. Here's what I said. I said, we should spend more time creating the future before we spend too much time framing the past. Let, let's deal with making sure our kids have the best economic mobility, the strongest educational system, and the poor zip codes, that they have the work skills for the gig economy. Let's talk about financial literacy and literacy. Let's break the pipeline from education to incarceration by improving outcomes. Yep. Let's not have an education system designed for, te for, for teachers' unions. Hey, Senator, I got to let you go, but okay. uh, my TV God staff bless. says we can't book you. Will you come on the TV show tonight? We want you on. I will make. I'll, I'll do my best to make that happen. Senator God Tim Scott, South Carolina, uh, solving problems. We need to solve problems. Thank you, sir. The federal government have a responsibility to protect citizens of our country if the cities and states won't do it because people's property have been damaged. There are people who don't want this autonomous area in Seattle around their homes. Right. Well, in the first instance, uh, it's the responsibility, obviously, of the local officials and then the state officials uh, to protect the rights of their citizens. Uh, at the end of the day, the, the federal government does have a responsibility ability to make sure that citizens are not deprived of their federal rights. So will you challenge that autonomous city? Will you sue the mayor? What can you do? 
Well, I don't want to get into specifics, but we're obviously keeping an eye on it. And as the president said, in, in due course, we may have to do something about it, but we can't let it go on indefinitely. like the Wild West this last week. This shooting in East Flatbush, leaving one man dead, another injured, adding to astonishing statistics that show a 342% rise in shootings last week, 53 compared to 12 in 2019, and a 414% increase in the number of people shot, 74 compared to 14 in 2019. The NYPD investigating a spree of shootings on this first official weekend of summer. One of them, 11 this morning, in just released surveillance video by police, a man walking down Milford Street in East New York shoots another, washing his car. That 35-year-old shot in the neck, the wound fatal. These shootings are a part of nearly two dozen overnight, with four people also shot in the Bronx. The NYPD says so far there have been 19 people who have been shot in the past 24 hours since midnight, and there were 13 incidents in all. And they also happen across four boroughs, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. There you have it, the CHOP, the Autonomous, the Chaz, the Summer of Free Love, Festive Zone, as fake news CNN and MSDNC say, and then the violence in New York, and the insane mayor of Seattle saying, oh, you know, we're, we're just trying to negotiate our city back with the, with the anarchist madness, utter, complete insanity and madness uh, glad you're with us. News Roundup, Information Overload. If you hear Leonard Skinner and you hear Simple Man, that means all things BillOReilly.com. Um, Bill O'Reilly, it's also 132 days now until we, the American people, get to decide on who will be the next president, the guy hiding in the bunker or President Trump. Uh, we don't know a lot about the guy in the bunker right now because he hides. Uh, and number two, General Flynn is free. And then we have anarchy in the streets of every major city across the country. I don't know if you saw Hannity last night and the guys with the guns in Atlanta. It was a little bit chilling. I'm actually stealing one of those sound bites from my no spin news broadcast tonight. <laughs> that you had. By, by the way, simple men don't steal. Yeah, Bill, oh man, yeah. Any, anything I have is yours. What are you talking no, no, about? No, but simple, simple men find a way not to work as hard as complicated men. So you had to do all the You know what's true? I'm, I'm you're a, right. I'm a complicated I'm idiot for working. I'm just going to steal it. 
oh, you made a pretty, good, a pretty good point yesterday on the radio program. So you said um, if there were a normal presidential election, you would have a candidate speaking out vehemently about the social unrest in this country. Mm-hmm. Are you for it or are you against it? But we haven't heard anything from Joe Biden at all. Maybe he doesn't know it's happening. That's possible. I don't know if the bunker has cable TV. I don't know. Um, But isn't it strange that a presidential candidate, after all that's happened in the past month since Memorial Day, hasn't said one thing that I can find about Seattle or about Atlanta or about New York City or about the announcement today that the National Guard is being deployed to guard the monuments in Washington, D.C., because the mayor there, Bowser, is so incompetent, she can't even protect the monuments and statues in her own city, or doesn't want to. So the National Guard is being called out to do so. So Joe Biden has no comment on any of that? Isn't that stunning? Bill, it's not only that ever happened. It's 83 days since this guy had a press conference. And and what I was tweet, right? He could tweet, tell Jill, hey, Jill, he can't. Well, hang on a second. He can't even put on a podcast, Bill, and he can't string three sentences together. What makes you think he can tweet? You're making an assumption there, Bill O'Reilly. That was a simple man assumption that I don't believe is true. Well, I got to tell you, I can't string three sentences <laughs> together either cogently, and I'm, I'm prospering major on the uh, podcast front. So it might be <laughs> yeah, exactly. better to be inarticulate. But what, what we were all interested in seeing is whether Joe Biden could put together 15 or 20 minutes and send it out so people would know what he believes and what he, how he sees his country. That obviously uh, could not happen, or I don't know why. But anyway, so Trump's got the whole field now. He's got everything. There's no other um, intrusion on what Donald Trump wants to say. Because MSNBC and CNN and New York Times, Washington Post, it's over for them in a sense. Everybody knows what they're going to say. So nobody really cares anymore that CNN gins up a story about the NASCAR African-American driver in a noose in the garage, and the FBI says, you know what, that's really not what happened, CNN. And you spent two full days trying to convince the American people that we're a racist country, and now the story was phony. You think they're going to, you think your buddy uh, Brian Stelter is going to retract that tonight? You mean Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, I don't know you got Humpty Dumpty and Mr. Potato Head over there, but okay, whatever. I got him in the worst category ever for a broadcaster. That's where I got him. But anyway, look, so Trump has Bill, uh, Bill, nobody nobody cares. Nobody even knows who we're talking about. It's just internal fun. Maybe, but CNN is around. It's in all the airports. It's international. You know, uh, nobody with any intelligence believes what they say, but it's around. It gets around. So anyway, Donald Trump should understand that the field is his. And he should, I think... Um, figure out, and, and it's not hard to do, that the campaign is whether you want to keep your country the way it is with some improvements, because we can always improve, or 
do you want to let Black Lives Matter organization run the country? Do you want, you want that to happen? And by the way, Hannity, I'm doing some original reporting tonight on the yeah. funding going into the Black Lives Matter organization. Now, by the way, it's important. I'm glad you're doing this because people don't seem to understand. There is the organization organization, and the organization. And and you got to delineate here because when people say Black Lives Matter, they're not talking about the group which was on tape saying, what do we want dead cops? What do we want them now? There's a very big distinction. That's not the that's not the peaceful protesters that were showing righteous indignation over what happened to George Floyd, which can never happen again. And when you hear my report on the No Spin News tonight on BillOReilly.com, they're unbelievably shrewd about what they're doing with the millions of dollars coming in there. And it isn't going to the poor people. It's going to consultants. You know what consultants are, right? They're friends. And it's really, really startling what's happening. And the IRS should get right on it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to look forward to your report. Obviously, we're following it really closely here. You know, I, I, I see something I can't quite put my finger on. And I'm going to give you what my gut is telling me here is that you saw the record on the Fox News channel for a Saturday night that at Trump's rally. Right. You saw the, you know, the media that ignored the protesters actually cheered them on. Um, and there were peaceful protesters. But there was a lot of anarchists. There was 900 cops now, bricks and rocks and. And and bottles and Molotov cocktails. And now we're up to, I think, six to eight dead cops and one paralyzed from the neck down from the rest for the rest of his life. And precincts taken over and, and some burned uh, city blocks being taken over. And I'm and I'm watching all of this. Bill O'Reilly, simple man, Sean Hannity, back to one simple man. And I am telling you this. America believes in law and order. Every American has the right. Government's first job is to keep us safe and secure. We want to pursue happiness, become a more perfect union. That's just fundamental 101. Fundamental 102 is we have failed in every big city run by Democrats for decades, our educational system. It's got to be turned upside down and inside out. Now, you're a former teacher on top of everything else you've done in your life. Bill, if if we don't educate our kids... I'm talking about the basics, reading, writing, and math. If we don't, we, we cannot, we are literally ripping the rungs of a ladder that they should be climbing on out from underneath them and above them so they have no shot. That's and, right. and, we are, and we're wasting great God-given human talent. Listen, it's a complicated issue, but it comes down to you cannot compete in America unless you know how to speak the language, you know how to write the language, you have a disciplined mind where you can get up in the morning and go to a job, you can do the best you can at the job, and you cannot get around that. And in many, many schools, public schools, they don't teach any of this anymore. You know, Bill, you and I are, we are, we do a lot of things. I I say I'm a talk show host. Um, I don't know what you, how you describe yourself, but as a talk show host, it it entails a lot of different jobs. I do straight reporting, Bill, on many nights. I have hundreds of hours TV, radio. I do investigative work, a deep dive into Obama's radical roots or the deep state. I guess we were vindicated again today with General Flynn and the mob missed that story the whole time. Uh, we also give opinion. We're honest about my conservative beliefs. I am a I am a conservative. We talk about culture. We talk about sports. 
And But they say that they're fair and they say that they're balanced. We're not running for president. But if we're 132 days outside of an election and all of this is happening and this guy and the Democrats are, quote, I'm fine with him in the basement. He only sees two guys a day, his two body men. Leave him in the basement. How does how does any poll even register for a guy that lives in a bunker basement that can't string two sentences together? You know who's running the uh, show, by the way? Who? You know, the CNN guy. Uh, David Axelrod. He's not a stupid guy. David Axelrod is running this show for Joe Biden and at the same time is doing commentary on CNN. I think that might be a little conflict of interest. But anyway, he's the one that's saying either Joe can cut it or not. I got to take a break. We'll come back more with Simple Man, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com on the other side of this break. All right. As we continue, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com, all things O'Reilly. All right. So we're talking about David Axelrod before the break. Yes, he's running Uh, the show. And he's a why, smart why do you guy. you I see I didn't I think he he sees what we see because he keeps saying if Joe can't cut it Joe needs to get out. Well, that's what he says on TV. But um, what he wants is Joe to be elected so he can run the country. He and Barack, they're they're going to run the country if Joe Biden's elected. So Axelrod basically says we don't need Joe Biden. Our candidates say a word because Trump is in so deep in COVID and racial unrest that he can't get out. This is what the Democrats believe. He can't get out. He's going to get deeper and deeper into the quicksand. So why even bother saying anything? Once in a while, we'll release a dopey, banal statement, but keep Biden away. Because as soon as Biden pops his head out, if it's anybody with any ethics at all in journalism, they're going to ask him, what do you think about Seattle? Well, what is Biden going to say? I think it's good that there's anarchy. And by the way, the Sneed Corporation, I don't know if you knew this either, Hannity, um, a billion-dollar financial firm just announced it's moving out of Seattle to Phoenix because they can't take the chaos in the city anymore. Did you know what that? Do think, what's happening in California, New York, Illinois, and New Jersey is now going to happen everywhere. They're leaving, well, Bill. I'm going to buy whatever Sneed's selling, I'm buying because all right, Bill, I got to run. Crap. But maybe maybe it's time for you to think Florida or Texas. I'm just putting it in your head. BillOReilly.com. Wherever you go, I'll go, Hannity. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was not exactly the answer I wanted, but okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> all right. Quick break. BillOReilly.com. All things O'Reilly. We'll continue. Your calls are next. He was treated very, very horribly by a group of very bad people. And I think you'll see things are going to start to come out. But what happened to General Flynn should never happen again in our country. He was persecuted, and many other people were persecuted. They spied on a campaign, and they should never spy on a campaign, to put it mildly. It never happened before in the history of our country. The Obama administration spied on a campaign. This is just the first one. He's been exonerated, and uh, I want to congratulate him. He's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. He had great courage, great fortitude. But they spied on a campaign. There's never been anything like that happened. If that were the other way around, people would be in jail for 50 years already. All right, that was the president uh, commenting earlier today. We had General Flynn on earlier as well. It is beyond a travesty. You know, we spent a lot of time in this country going over something that was false. It was a lie. It was literally the mob in the media. It was day after day, lie after lie, smear after smear, besmirchment after besmirchment. They advanced a phony story narrative that has dragged this country through hell. 
and back. And then they went to the Ukraine. But to do that, they had to ignore quid and pro and quo and Joe and zero experience Hunter to get there. They have done nothing but every every waking second of their lives, every second of every minute of every hour of every 24 hour uh, week of every of uh, seven weeks, uh, seven days in a week. And and every month hated this president and what the president said and what we have done differently. We've been right all along. There has not been many of us. We were right about General Flynn. We were right about FISA abuse and premeditated fraud on a court. We were right about Carter Page's civil liberties and constitutional rights ripped away from him so they can spy on a candidate, Donald Trump, spy on a transition team, President-elect Trump, to spy on a president deep into his presidency, Donald Trump. And now all of this comes out. And it took this it, it, it took what nearly four years of this man's life away from him. And we're only at the tip of the iceberg here. We were vindicated when the t- inspector general report came out. We were vindicated today. It's not about me. How is it that the mob and the media can be that wrong and that united in being wrong and not be held to account? It is it, it is repulsive what they have done, what they continue to do. It's not a, you know, and, you know, Linda, I think we've taken more than a little heat over the last four years. uh, Yet, how is it that our little ensemble cast here, and I mean, it's small, and I'm going to miss some names, so I'm not going to start naming. But if you're a regular listener to this show, if you watch Hannity, we started this in March of 2017 with illegal unmasking, uh, illegal spying uh, at leaking of raw intelligence. That's where we got started. Now we're finally now we know. And, and I think we covered this very well yesterday with John Solomon earlier today. You know, with this whole issue of uh, all of this is true. And now we have a Durham report. Now, the difference between Durham prosecutor and we should, according to the attorney general bar, we should we should see a lot more by the summertime. Well, it's June. We're near the summertime. So finally, we're getting there. And I know it's been frustrating. I know the wheels of justice turn slowly, unless, of course, your name is Paul Manafort or Roger Stone or or General Flynn or Papadopoulos or President Trump. This was an attempted coup. Susan Rice's letter self, you know, Susan Rice to Susan Rice letter to self. Obama said to do it all by the book. Well, that's actually not true. Because in that discussion on the 5th of January, remember, it was 15 days later on inauguration day of Donald Trump when she did the note to self. We have the discussion among Obama and Comey, Mr. Higher Honor, Yates, Biden, Susan Rice, Obama. We need to have the right people on the Flynn case. Comey. Oh, yeah. The Flynn Kisliak calls appear legit. Oh, okay. After it was already dead, they resurrected it from the dead to to go after a 33-year war hero. Biden-Logan Act. Well, that contradicts what Biden was saying, doesn't it? Because Biden was telling us in an interview, oh, no, no, I don't have any, I don't know anything about this. By the way, Barack, how's that scandal-free administration of yours looking today? Because it doesn't look too good to me. You know, now we have to raise some serious questions. What did they know and when did they know it? 
What did Obama know? When did he know it? What did Joe know? When did he know it? What did Rice know? What did Comey know? What did Yates know? When did they know it? What did McCabe know? What did Strzok know? What did Page know? When did they know it? This is, this is, this was and is, this was an attempt first to stop uh, one candidate from being elected. When they failed, they had their insurance policy. Well, this is the insurance policy dragging the country through hell. And not even four separate investigations found an iota of evidence as it relates to Donald Trump and Russia collusion. Now, they had to ignore Hillary and, of course, the Espionage Act and, of course, the obstruction of justice with the hammers and the bleach bit, etc. And subpoenaed emails deleted. They had to ignore the dirty Russian disinformation dossier that then became the bulk of information, even though they were warned in the FISA applications. Now, if if any of us, meaning we, you listening to this program, if any of you did any of this, I promise you, you would be in jail. You would not survive this. Now, we've watched pre-dawn raids with Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. You know, Roger Stone, his 29 guys in tactical gears and a frogman. And of course, CNN cameras just happen to be there five in the morning for a process crime. He gets a guilty verdict. The jury foreperson had spoken out publicly hating Roger Stone. You know, is that a fair and impartial jury? Paul Manafort's the whole issue of his taxes and the Logan Act and all the other crap was was long dead after an investigation. They brought it to life. Now we have the whole issue of DNC, you know, going to the Ukrainian embassy. I tell you, I worry for the future of this country. I do, this country cannot survive when people that we entrust with the most powerful tools of intelligence, we, we give them to them and they turn them on. We, the people, you know, all these moments of, you know, Joe Biden and, and his contempt for the 10 to 15 percent of Americans that, you know, wow, they're, they're just gone. They, we, that Trump supporters or as Strzok says, smelly Walmart shopping Trump's voters. Or as Hillary called us, irredeemable deplorables. Or as Barack called us, you know, bitter Americans clinging to God and our constitutional rights and our Bibles and our religion. Okay, I'm guilty. Um, Count me as one of them. I believe in the Second Amendment. Count me as one of them. It's really the contempt is for us, we, you, and anybody that that is conservative or Republican. They've dragged the country through hell. They nearly succeeded. This can't happen in this great republic. We have to have equal justice and application of our laws. This cannot happen again in the history of this country. The only way we will prevent it from happening again is to hold those accountable. Roger Stone is supposed to report to jail in six days. He didn't have a fair and impartial jury. He doesn't belong in jail. It's on Paul Manafort. Well, why do you think they kept him in, in solitary confinement for all that time? To break him so that he'd say whatever they wanted him to say. To lie. Why did General Flynn, when they didn't think he was lying and they had the whole... Now we have the transcript of the call. There's nothing inappropriate in the phone call with Kislyak. Nothing. So Joe Biden's talking about the Logan Act from 1799 that has never been used to successfully prosecute any American as a means of setting up a 33-year 
American hero? That's how low we sink and the mob does all the bidding for them? This is our republic. 132 days. Guess what? All of this is on the ballot. And God help us if we make a mistake. You think I'm joking in this book? You know, somebody actually wrote on the name. He's probably just doing this for money. Money. The last book I gave every every penny of profit to charity. This is a battle cry. Live free or die. America and the world on the brink. What do you think? I have a whole chapter on this and a whole chapter on Ukraine and a whole chapter on the failure of socialism. A whole chapter on on the founding principles that made this country the greatest country God gave man that has accumulated more power than any other country on earth, as Barry Farber said, never, and abused it less, but used our power to advance the human condition and save human life and fight back the forces of evil. Have you are you aware of what their socialist utopia agenda is? It's all in there. Are you aware what Donald Trump has done pre coronavirus and what he did? To save the country from coronavirus, Joe wasn't supporting the the racist, xenophobic, hysterical, fear mongering travel ban. That one decision likely saved hundreds of thousands of lives, hundreds of thousands from of Americans from contracting corona. It certainly wasn't Andrew Cuomo that bailed out New York or Comrade de Blasio. He sent people to their death by, you know, literally sending COVID-19 patients and ignoring the beds that Donald Trump built and manned and provided every bit of Ventil every PPE you could possibly think of and every ventilator. Same with, you know, happened in New Jersey, happened in Pennsylvania, happened in Michigan. Well, who expected it to be the worst virus pandemic since 1918? It's up on Hannity.com. It's what, 41 days. And that's game on. We will live free or we will die. The mob and the media are the most. Disp- I have nothing. You know, Linda, have I ever been to a White House correspondence dinner? You have not. How many times did I get yelled at over the many years? I mean yelled at a lot. by Fox for not going. Many, many times. Okay. I got yelled at a lot. Why aren't you going? You always pull this. Blah, 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 blah. I can't. I'm, I'm so wish I'm, so, I'm dying to go. I'd love to be there. Baloney. I don't like them and they don't like me. Why do you think they trash this program? Why do you think they trash Hannity, the TV show? And by the way, I'm not I, my life compared to General Flynn's life. My life wasn't isn't it? Well, maybe after reading my name in 302s that Robert Mueller's team put out, asking everybody questions about Sean Hannity, it was a little bit disconcerting. Would you say, Linda? A little bit. I would say a bit so. unusual for a you. talk show host to be in that position. It was a lot unusual. Or my private text messages released to the public. I don't have a right to privacy. I thought I thought Democrats believed in a right to privacy. Oh, it's one-sided, my friend. Oh, did any did anybody in the media say Hannity? He 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 didn't. Why is his private emails being released? Once you're well, on text, the right, you forego messages. all civil liberties. And now, by the way, every, you know now now half of the world that I've been friendly with hates me because I don't text message and I don't email anymore. Dead. And I think you know, literally, friends that run into me. What, what what's wrong with you? Too big for your britches? Like, well, my life's changed a little bit. It's not about me, though. You know what? I've, I've lived a life that I never expected. I have gotten more than I deserve. I'm being blunt. This actually used to be more fun, radio and TV. But this is now too serious to have more fun. The issues are too important to have fun right now. I want to have fun again. Do I know how to have fun? <laughs> Linda's laughing. I 
no. They mock me. My staff thinks I'm a loser. It depends how much of that John Rich whiskey we get down here. Then, yeah, then we can talk true. about uh, it. Yeah, my vacations are in Singapore, Vietnam, Baghdad. Yeah, Let's I see. wouldn't call those vacations. Again, Helsinki. clarity in the vacation Well, in Helsinki, we did, I, I do have the Hannity dinners at the end of every oh, trip. Oh, the That's... one where you bought dinner for all the CNN people? Oh, that was a blast. Uh, I was being nice. Oh, God. I just, you know what? I just do it to mess with people because that's my only entertainment. I love this country, and I know all of you are patriots and love this country. 132 days. I worry that the, the future of this great republic hangs in the balance because the people that did all of this that's been exposed, they'll do it again. Hannity.com. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. What an incredible day this is, and it's only the beginning. That I can tell you. Now, we're going to have full analysis. Sidney Powell will have the latest with General Flynn. Uh, we have the great Mark Levin. He's going to weigh in. Senator Tim Scott, Lindsey Graham will look at 132 days out of an election. Dan Bongino, Geraldo, Leo Terrell, all coming up. 9 Eastern, set your DVR. This is the first of what will be many vindications and the mob and the media, they need to be held accountable. Frankly, some of them should be sued as well. All right, see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for being with us. 